0: Bobby Ebert's Cajun Cannon Restaurant voted the number one restaurant in memory by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at Bobbybears.com Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good.
1: Yeah.
2: Communicate.
3: Stick to the truth.
0: Eric Asher. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM NASH Icon. You know by now, you can take us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, NASH FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, the podcast's available on all the major podcasting platforms. But our home base is Anchor. Uh, where you can go back and listen to uh, previous shows. Uh, Also, you can do that on the iHeartRadio app. If you missed us today at Thursday at 1 o'clock, Ken Trahan of uh, CrestedCitySports.com and all access right here on 106.1 FM as well as the three tailgaters. Join me on uh, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Uh, You can check us out tonight, 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on WLAE TV 2. Tomorrow night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television. Tomorrow night, 10 o'clock on WLAE. Uh, 2 a.m. on Saturday morning on The Deuce and 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television on Saturday afternoon. Always on our social media platforms at Eric Asher. Uh, always at ericasher.com. Always on the WLETV YouTube page. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter. And Eric Asher on Facebook. And I'll have that show posted uh, sometime later this evening on, on uh, our social media platforms. So those of you that are out of the WLETV viewing area, uh, you'll be able to check that out on our uh, on our social media platforms. Uh, By the way, Ken did a fantastic job. Uh, Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelicans, uh, we covered it all today. Uh, Ali Gassell of the Bird Rights will join us at 435 this afternoon. Uh, Brian Lazar of TigerBait.com will join us at 510. We'll talk uh, LSU baseball and football with him. Of course, Ali will talk about what's happening with the Bells. Uh, Also, uh, What's happening uh, with the uh, uh, NBA Finals? And then we'll finish up with Mike Triplett of ESPN as we're just, what, a little less than two weeks away from the opening of Saints training camp. Uh, we'll get an update from Mike on what's happening with the Saints. Uh, we got some updates for you as we go forward on to the, in this first uh, half hour of the program. But let's kick it off. Let's get started. Today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti Bourbon. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Lake Villain Veterans in Mentory. Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. And, of course, Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Right next door is Oceana's uh, Hideout Bar. Uh, and, of course, all those places are ready for you right now. We're uh, ready for lunch, dinner, and, of course, at Oceana, where you can get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oceano Grill, voted top ten U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. They're open seven days a week for you. I'm telling you, if you love breakfast, if you absolutely adore breakfast, you gotta be able to go check out the breakfast over at oceanic rail incredible starts at 8am in the morning goes all the way to 1pm in the afternoon so you get a late breakfast if you'd like lunch and dinner uh, of course lunch and and, uh, and bre- uh, breakfast overlap so you can do a little bit of both uh depending on what uh, your party wants and of course dinner as well open very late in some cases 1 to 2 a.m uh and there's something for everybody on the menu uh first of all cajun creole d- dishes at its finest no doubt about that cocktails that are tremendous uh, I'm telling you right now, if you're a, a person that loves a good cocktail, man, you got to go to one of the Oceana family restaurants. they got you covered. You can dine in in their authentic French Quarter courtyard, as I've said before. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Five private rooms that can accommodate your next event uh, from 10 to 120 guests. But also, you can dine there as well. Uh, family friendly, uh, ready for you to be able to bring the entire family out for a great meal. Uh, also, friends, maybe, again, you're on date night. Uh, man, they got you covered at Oceanic Grill. You can belly up to the bar, grab a dozen oysters. You can watch again as they as they uh, uh, grill up some charbroiled oysters for you right there in front of you. Just a great dining experience at Oceanic Grill. Uh, order online for delivery and find out all you need to know at oceanicgrill.com. Oceanic Grill, the best time off Bourbon Street. And, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm telling you, fantastic restaurants uh, that the Bader Brothers have. And congratulations to Rami Bader, who got a write-up in, in, in a food magazine. was absolutely spectacular. Told the story of Oceana. I uh, posted it on my social media platforms. If you got some time, check that out as well. Well, man, the series has been everything that we thought it would be. Uh, first of all, go small markets, right? I mean, you got to love it. Uh, look. I try to listen to national radio, uh, but I get over—I get overwhelmed by uh, you know Aaron Rodgers talk or the, you know what's going on with the Yankees, what's going on with, with 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 the Dodgers, what's happening in Los Angeles, what's happening in Chicago, what's happening in New York. Uh, again, dominated by, by large markets. Uh, you know, again, we're a small market, and and, and we want to see small markets succeed. This is a show that is hyper local, uh, so you know it's a whole different situation here when when it comes to that. Um, the uh, so first of all, the small markets, you know that that is fantastic. You got 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 to be able to love that, uh, you know uh, the the fact that the, the small markets are doing so well right now. Uh, uh, it's it is really really uh, especially with all the super teams, uh, it's really encouraging. It really is. Bucks last night 109, Suns 103. First of all, the one thing that stood out, and you know it, folks, if you listen to this program for any length of time the defensive effort on both sides. Both teams, again, contesting shots, the physical play, block shots, including a block shot that was heard around the world. E- even with, again, still good pace. And then, look, let's give a lot of credit to the crowds at bo- in both arenas. They have made a difference. Uh, they made a huge difference for the Bucks as they go back home. Again, Phoenix was, was buoyed a lot by what their crowd was able to do. So, again, there's been a, the, the crowd has been a, a factor in both places. And then, of course, the, you know, intensity on both ends. We see that, right? Um, what happened last night? Well, I think I could, you could put it down into a nutshell, really. First of all, Bucks turned it over just five times. Meanwhile, the Suns had 17 turnovers. CP3 had five turnovers. He's got 15 turnovers in three games, in the last three games. They own the offensive boards, 17 to 5. I mean, when you this is this is another thing that, that, that is mind blowing. Uh, they were attacking the offensive glass and and not just them, you know again the the entire team but listen to these stats Booker Crowder Bridges okay Ayton, and and Craig one offensive rebound each one 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 uh you talk about um True Holiday had 5 Tucker had 5 um uh Giannis had 5 um i mean so I mean, you look at the difference just right there on, on guys that, that were able to, uh, to, to get offensive rebounds. Some, some are guards, right, and they're getting offensive rebounds uh, for the Bucks. So, again, that, that was a, a huge factor. The turnovers on the part of, uh, of the Suns and then not getting on the offensive boards and allowing Milwaukee to be able to dominate the offensive boards. On offense, Booker had 42 points last night. Of course, coming off of a, a kind, of not, uh, kind of a so-so game the game, the game before. A um, little bit change in terms of their defensive philosophy, too, and I'll talk about that in a moment. Middleton had 40 points, but, again, 10 points down the stretch. I think it was a 10-4. Uh, he had 10 points, and, and the entire Suns team had four points the last 219 of the game. Um, Giannis with an incredible double-double last night because of what he did. 26 points, 14 rebounds, eight assists. Think about that. Two blocks, and one that will go down as one of the greatest blocks in the history of of, of the NBA Finals. That was, again, on, on the on the Booker to aton Lobb in which uh, uh, the Greek freak is literally guarding again at, at the at the at the dotted line and and has enough of athleticism to be able to turn and still be able to get there to make the block. Uh, now again the look the pass wasn't the greatest, right? It was a high uh, it was a high alley oop, but still the effort to be able to get there and to block the shot. And if you you heard uh, Giannis in the uh, in the post game press conference, one of the things he said was he 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 was preparing. To get dunked on, uh, but got to give him a lot of credit. Really energized the team, and then let's give Drew Holiday a lot of credit as well. Thirteen points last night, seven rebounds, seven assists, three steals. Okay, two blocks, one turnover, one turnover, one turnover, and he's the reason why uh, the 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 to me that the Suns are struggling. They 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 made an adjustment when they went back to um, to to um, Milwaukee. Drew Holiday has spent a lot of time on CP3 and again, taking him from the inbounds pass all the way up the floor. Um, uh, CP3 struggled last night, 10 points. Look, really a misnomer. He got that easy layup at the end of the game that gave him double figures. So for all practical purposes, he had eight points to the game. Uh, he had seven assists, five turnovers. As I mentioned, five turnovers. That's three. 15 in three games. Um, uh, one big play, obviously, was down the stretch, right? About what, 33 seconds left. Uh, you you see the CP trying to split the the defense with Drew Holiday uh, and, and running into the Greek Freak, and, and uh, you know ultimately he slips, ball gets away from him, and Drew makes the steal, kicks it to Middleton for the layup, and of course it was it was over at that point. But there's no doubt in that again, when you look at what Drew Holiday has been able to do to to CP3. Just not letting him get easily in the paint. Think about games one and game two. I mean, really easily getting into the paint, getting the mid-range shot, being able to be able to create. Uh, He's not able to orchestrate now, okay? Uh, you you know They're allowing Booker in a lot of cases to get his, but they're not letting Paul the playmaker get started. Paul the playmaker is getting shut down. And now we're going to have to see some adjustments. We're going to see some adjustments on on the part of the – uh, of the Suns, because the Bucks adjust and, and there's no doubt it worked. Now, the crowd was definitely a motivation for them, but now it's on Monty Williams uh, to be able to adjust because C- CP3 has got to be a big part of this going forward. First of all, he's the emotional leader of this team. Uh, he's also a guy that is a facilitator. Yes, he knocks down shots. There's no doubt about it. They need him to score, but you need him to orchestrate. And Drew Holiday's been on him like glue, leaning on him. You can see he's tired toward the end and get into the fourth quarter. So give Drew Holiday a lot of credit, and uh, you know, give uh, give the coaching staff of the Bucks a lot of credit for saying, look, we're gonna we're gonna take him off a of Booker, we're gonna put him on CP3. The officiating, man, I tell you what, suspect. Uh, Courtney Kirkland is is a Bat Rouge native, but I gotta tell you what, going back to when Tim Floyd was the coach of of the New Orleans Hornets, and I can remember doing a a post game show. Uh, in the Warehouse District, and uh, Tim Floyd happened to be in the bar at the time we were doing this after, after a, a, a Hornets postgame show and having him sit down with us on on, on a, a, a game that they lost uh, by a no-call, and the no-call was from Courtney Kirkland, who happened to be, again, a Louisiana native. And I can remember Tim Floyd being so angry at that situation and really and actually taking one of my co-hosts and showing him exactly what happened on the play as, as we interviewed him. Uh, he was that was his first finals last night. But as a, a group, they were horrible. You know, Booker had eight fouls last night. Okay, and didn't even foul out the game. Uh, there were missed calls on both sides all game long. Uh, they got to be better as officials, especially when on, on a big stage like that. You got to be better as an official. Also, uh, again, now now you're in a situation where it's the best of three. Uh, the home teams have held serve. Uh, at some point, that's got to crack. Or, again, it looks like maybe Phoenix will win this, this series. It's up in the air. Both teams have proven they can beat each other on, on their home floor. We'll see how that plays out. Game five is uh, on Saturday at 8 p.m. in Phoenix. And uh, we'll see how that kind of plays out. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Uh, we got some news on, on what's going on at the Superdome. Uh, today's the deadline on the franchise tag uh, on, on Marcus Williams, whether he's going to sign a long-term deal or not. I'll tell you more about that when we come back. Uh, and uh, don't forget about my guest today. I like to sell the burger. Join us at the bottom of this hour. We'll be joined by Brian Lazar of TigerBait.com at 510. Mike Triplett will be talking Saints with, uh, from ESPN at 535. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. It doesn't matter if it's a holiday, a weekend, doesn't matter again. When you need help, they're there for you. They answer the phone. That's the easiest part about it. Answer the phone, and then it's not going to be, we'll get to you Tuesday. No, they're sending someone out to be able to help you to get you up and running. 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home, 15 trucks in the field. doesn't matter what type of brand you have at your home or your business. They are authorized to service it. And on, coming in, do, only doing the work that's necessary. Uh, you're talking about guys that do continuing education. They know what's going on in the inner work of your air conditioning system, no matter what brand it is. But, again, trustworthiness. I don't know the inner work of my AC. i got to have a, a company I can trust. I trust Burkhart. You can, too. acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com.
3: This report is sponsored by ExpressPros.com. Looking for a job? Contact Express Employment Professionals and be part of their national hiring event. With one application, Express connects you with multiple employers and never charges a fee. Go to ExpressPros.com, find your nearest office, and call Express today. Delays
2: remain solid if you're traveling along the Westpac Expressway and the Crescent City Connection eastbound coming into the city from Stump Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays that are solid on 10 westbound, from Elysian Fields to Canal, and then delays pick back up from Causeway to just past Clearview. 10 eastbound, your delays are steady from just past the 310 ramp to the airport. And then delays pick back up from just past City Park to the high-rise. On the 610 on the eastbound side, your delays are steady from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. And on the 610 on the westbound side, your backups are solid from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. I'm at Robinson.
3: Where can I get a nice cold beer and a view of the hottest girls
1: in town? Nowhere else but Visions Men's Club, serving $2 beer all day and all week long. Beat the heat and inflation at Visions on Downman Road, where all the smart locals go. Your bachelor party headquarters open from 11 a.m. until the cock crows. Traffic is brought to you by Visions Men's Club, serving $2 beer all day and all week long.
0: handled. Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Are you fighting uneven temperatures in your home or you using window units or space heaters? If so, then you should call Burkhardt and look into the ductless Mitsubishi Electric Cooling and Heating System. These Mitsubishi Electric ductless systems are perfect for additions, bonus rooms, workout rooms, and home offices, anywhere that's too hot or cold, and they're quiet and energy efficient. Trust Burkhardt to make every room in your home the perfect temperature. Visit Burkhardt today at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and of course, don't forget about the hideout bar right next to uh, Mambo's. All are open seven days a week. All are open late for you. So whether you're in the quarter in Metairie, make sure you get on down and enjoy a meal or a few cocktails at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. All right, uh, you know, one of the guys that had mentioned was Connaughton. Also had five um, offensive rebounds. I mean, he's a guard, right? I mean, you see how how bad the uh, Suns got beat on, on the offensive boards last night. That's got That's got to change. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I don't know how many people have, have rode by the dome today, but you're, again, if you if you have, you're seeing the uh, the Mercedes-Benz name coming off the Superdome pretty soon. There'll be pressure washing the top of the dome, getting rid of rid of the sign up there as well as again the naming rights uh, change over to Caesars. Uh, look, I'm hearing that. It's not going to be Caesars, okay? A lot of people, myself included, thought, man, it's going to be Caesars on top of that dome. Uh, But it looks like, again, the trademark name will be Bally's. And uh, that's going to be interesting, the Bally Superdome. But that's what I'm hearing. Uh, Again, uh, I was hoping it was going to be Caesars. But, again, we know that Bally's is part of the Caesars um, uh, family. And uh, so it looks like, again, at least everything that I've heard – it's going to be Bally's. Uh, that's going, going to be the name, uh, you know, the Bally Superdome going forward. So be interesting to see again how that kind of plays out. Uh, I just thought the, the Caesar's name was really much more, you know, uh, was a cooler name, and uh, you know, just you, you you think about Caesar's Palace and you know, uh, you know, in um, in Las Vegas back in the day, everything else that uh, I was looking forward to, to that. Now look, we've already talked about it before, right? Having um, having a uh, a casino as the naming rights uh, uh, the, uh, the, the branding that's for the dome. Now uh, you're going to have kiosks in that dome where you're going to be able to uh, do some, uh, some sports betting. There's no doubt about it. Now you can do it on your phone, but you're also going to have kiosks where you're going to be able to do that at a dome. Uh, look for that for sure. Uh, the saints and Marcus Williams uh, today is the deadline uh, to be able to uh, get an agreement done with a player who has been tagged with the franchise tag. Now, uh, uh, I believe uh, uh, there were multiple reports today uh, that said that it's the, the, uh, the Saints and Marcus Williams are, are are working on an extension. But the problem is it might not happen before today's franchise tag deadline. So that means he's going to play on the tag. Now, it also means if they're working on that extension, that they want to be able to keep him here long term. Now, what is long term? Is long term five years? Is it three years? Is it three years with a couple dummy years on the end uh, of the contract so you can make it work? Again, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't have that kind of inside information. But um, it would have been great, much like the Ryan Ramshack situation, if you could have got it done early. And I'm not sure what the situation is in terms of, again, what is the sticking point on, on, on the negotiations. Uh, but, again, multiple sources are reporting that uh, the uh, Marcus Williams and the Saints are at least working on an extension, but it's probably not going to happen before today's franchise tag deadline. So he'll play on the tag. Also, if you if you've been listening to the program over the last week or so, uh, you know just kind kind of perplexed by what's going on with uh, USA basketball, and and of course uh, losing uh, two games, beating Argentina the other day, so that at least they got a, they got a W, uh, but uh, losing to Nigeria, losing to Australia, and of course, look, I talked about it. The, look, it's nobody. There's no more of an intimidation factor by having USA and your jersey anymore. A lot of these players are playing internationally. They play for their home country, but they're playing in the NBA. It's not like it was before we had a trickle of players that played the NBA. Okay, you look around the NBA, it truly is international flavor. You got a lot of guys playing in the NBA. So, again, there's no intimidation factor anymore. But uh, Bradley Bio has entered the safety and health protocol, so he's probably not going to Japan. Uh, he's not going to be in Tokyo for the Olympics. So now uh, t- uh, USA Basketball is looking to be able to um, uh, uh, add a player to be able to take Beal's place. I talked about it on I believe Monday or Tuesday of this week. They got to go with a the big. They're getting killed on the boards, and it's only going to get worse because look, I understand they want to do position as basketball, and that works in the NBA, but in the international game, it is a much more physical game. Uh, you look at the dimensions of, of the lane; it's different. Uh, you and, and a lot of these teams are are set up tra- traditionally where they have one or two bigs. And they just don't have the size that I think they're going to need going forward. Now, I'm not buying into everything that's going on in Las Vegas right now and thinking, okay, wait a minute, they've lost two games, the luster's off the United States, and they're not going to win a goal. they got a great good chance of winning the goal. They should win the goal. They're expected to win the goal. But at the same time, again, other countries are catching up. There's no doubt about that. So I'll be interested to see if they go with a true point guard uh, in in, in this instance where they'll bring a point guard in because that's another thing that that I'm seeing. they got a lot of guys that, again, can get their own shot, but not a lot of guys that are there to facilitate in a lot of cases. Uh, You know, know, Darius Garland was was playing point guard for him, right? What? Uh, So my preference, though, would be a big. You know, get somebody in there with some size that can rebound for you, that, again, can knock, can, can, can knock down a, you know, a little mid-range shot around the basket, uh, can, can protect the basket uh, be an international play. But uh, I think they need some, some rebounding because I think it's going to get real physical when they get to Tokyo. And uh, I just think a team of guards and forwards, that's going to be hard to be able to compete. Uh, especially when you get up against the, the the better countries who, again, have more NBA players or have, have an international team that has been together for a while. That's another thing. Look, there's a growth period here for this team. They've got to learn how to play defense together. They've got to learn, again, uh, the nuances of playing together. And, and when you're coming off an NBA season like what we've had with 72 games with a little bit of a break and then the playoffs, coming off a COVID-19 season from the, time, from, from the year before, uh, where, again, you didn't have, a, have your traditional break in the summer, a lot of these guys are tired. Now, look, a lot of the guy, other guys that are playing on, on these international teams, they're playing the NBA, they're tired too. But uh, they're also, those guys have been playing together for a while, uh, whereas the U.S. basketball is a completely different team. So um, hopefully, again, uh, they'll go with a big, if not maybe a true point guard. We'll see how that plays out. All right, we'll break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by uh, – Ollie can sell the bird rights. We'll talk about the Pelicans, uh, the coaching search. It's over. We know it's Willie Green. Uh, We know from our conversation earlier this week uh, who the assistant coach is going to be. So, again, we'll we'll get into all that with Ollie next here on Inside New Orleans. Again, don't forget, uh, today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants Oceanic Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, and also Mambo's and uh, the Hideout Bar right next to Mambo's. All are open late. All are open seven days a week for you. All are serving fantastic meals for you, whether, again, you're looking for lunch or dinner. Uh, In in Oceana's case, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then fantastic cocktails as well. Again, uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Stick around. Craving Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest? Mambo's is open at 411 Bourbon Street. We are offering our full menu. Dine in one of our dining rooms in our courtyard on Bourbon Street's only rooftop balcony. Check out our menu at mambosnola.com. Mambos is offering our full menu as well as wine and beer by delivery from our delivery partners, Chow Now, Grubhub, or Uber Eats. We also deliver in the quarter. Order now at MambosNola.com or give us a call at 504-407-3717. Grill.com Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com, It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Company. And telemeric sent you.
5: It's here. Now through Sunday, Diamonds Direct's spectacular summer store-wide sale. Save an extra 20% on virtually every ring, every pair of earrings, every bracelet, every band, and so much more. We're talking extreme values. Don't miss this once-a-year chance to get Diamonds Direct's best price minus an extra 20%. Top designers are here as well with all new collections, all on sale. You can't miss this incredible summer event. Best prices and extra savings store-wide. Going on now through Sunday at 5 p.m. Only at Diamonds Direct. On Severn Avenue across from Lake
3: This is the sound of a blizzard treat at DQ. But it also sounds like a weekend bike ride, a post-game celebration, and a sunset on the dock. Wow, doesn't a blizzard treat sound good? Stop by DQ and grab one today to find out for yourself with just one bite. With flavors like Oreo, cookie dough, and more. DQ. Happy tastes good.
1: Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches, weakness, or discomfort in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one selling nerve care company. Nervive contains alpha-lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort, and B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live your life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com.
2: Welcome back to
0: Inside New Orleans. This hour brought to you by the uh, uh, one of the Oceana family of restaurants, Old New Orleans Cookery, two hundred five Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. First of all, you want a great cocktail? You got to go to oh, you got to go over to uh, Old New Orleans Cookery. Extraordinary cocktails, uh, Cajun Creole cuisine uh, that's authentic. Uh, also, again, you can dine in there in one of their great dining rooms. Look. If you dine downstairs, try to get 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 a uh, a seat by the big picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. Again, it's just if you love people watching, it's fantastic. Or, again, dining in their beautiful courtyard, much like uh, OceanA. I mean, it's beautiful during the day, but. I'm telling you, they turn it on at night. Absolutely, uh, absolutely beautiful, absolutely spectacular. They got not one but two Bourbon Street balconies with an adjoining private room. You can dine in and have your next event. A lot of folks getting to get together for events now, right? I mean, you're right on Bourbon Street. You're 200 block of Bourbon Street where all the action is. So not one but two Bourbon Street balconies. I'm telling you, it's a wonderful dining experience, number one. You can have friends there, family. You get together with, again, uh, uh, you know, a date night. I mean, wh- whatever's your pleasure. Uh, because it's always a good fun time over at the Old New Cookery. To find out more, uh, order online. Find out more about their menu, nolacookery.com. That's nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street if you're at Old New Orleans Cookery. Again, part of the Oceana family of restaurants, proud sponsor of this uh, program each and every Thursday. All right, let's um, head to the guest line. Once a week, we get uh, an opportunity to speak to Ali Gassell the Bird Rights, which I think is one of the best sites out there when it comes to the New Orleans Pelicans. Very, very active on social media. Uh, I like a site and, and, and uh, correspondence that give you great information. And Ali's got a great group that uh, he's put together that, again, knows basketball, knows New Orleans basketball, knows the Pelicans, and knows the NBA landscape as well. So I always look forward to our conversation with Ali Gassell the Bird Rights. He's up with us next. How you doing, Ali? I'm doing great, Eric. Thanks for that warm welcome. It is the truth. You guys do a great job, and uh, it's funny. I mean, I'll see tweets out there, and I'm I'm shaking my head, yep, yep, yep. I'm right there with you. Uh, A lot has transpired since our conversation last week. Uh, Well, I guess uh, (laughs) when you start talking about what we know and what we don't know, and I think that at this point uh, it's probably the uh, worst-kept secret in New Orleans, Willie Green will be the next head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. Tell us what you know, and uh, from what I understand, they're working on a contract right now.
6: Yeah, I, it's all but a formality at this point. Have to think the announcement's going to come when both all the uh, I's have been dotted and the T's crossed, as well as I think Willie Green, right, where he feels comfortable in uh, basically getting or adding all that additional media pressure uh, to his life. So I'm wondering if it'll come after these finals are over. Uh, but either way, announcement will probably happen soon, the formal announcement. Mm-hmm. But we won't get to talk to Willie about any of this until definitely the Suns are done playing basketball.
0: You know, you know, Ali, I'm with you because look, they gotta concentrate on winning this series. And that's why I think the leaks have happened. I think that people were getting impatient. I think the club Mm -hmm. knows that. And, and, and I think they felt like, okay, let's just leak this, let them know who it's going to be, that that will quell some of those that are saying that we have no clue what we're doing, especially after, again, being called a dysfunctional front office. So I think it was strategically leaked so that, you know, it can take a little pressure off of them and maybe, again, off of Willie Green as well and let Willie Green concentrate on what he's got to do and then you're not answering a question every other day about how come you don't have a head coach and everybody else does.
6: Exactly, and you've got to also think that other parties were included, right? Have these leaks not come out, especially Charles Lee, another guy who's in the NBA Finals coaching, uh, of course, being assistant with the Milwaukee Bucks. No, I, I just think that I think that they came to a decision um, before today for sure. Uh, as we know, they, they've been leaning towards naming Willie Green. I think now for the last five days or so. But uh, yeah, Eric, it's all a matter of timing. And unfortunately, Willie Green's still smack dab in the finals, which has turned out to be a great basketball series. yeah, um, yeah. Isn't it? We're down now to a it really is. series where it looked like Phoenix may, you know, even sweep the Bucks after the first two games. But now people are jumping to the Milwaukee's bandwagon. So mm-hmm. heck of an entertaining series. Don't want to take anything yep. away from it. I'm sure if you're Willie Green, Charles Lee and anybody
0: else that was involved. I 100% agree. All right, I, I had Chris Miles on my program on, uh, I think it was on Tuesday, and uh, one of the things we talked about, course, formerly at WDSU here in New Orleans, now with NBA TV, he's worked alongside David Griffin. He's worked alongside Swin Cash. He worked alongside Stan Van Gundy, and he's worked alongside Sam Mitchell. Uh, the rumor out there was Sam Mitchell's going to be the first assistant for, uh, uh, for Willie Green. Uh, he all but confirmed it for us. Uh, he works with Sam. Sam had kindly been in consultation with him about New Orleans, uh, you know, having worked here. Uh, we know now that, again, that he was Zion Williamson's AAU coach, that he's also very, very good friends of the Williamson family. We know that, again, he was a head coach with the Timberwolves. And we have we talked about this last week, I believe. You know, if you're going to bring in a, a guy that has no head coaching experience, you better have a guy in the first chair that has head coaching experience. He seems to check all the boxes. Uh, Although it has not been officially announced, it looks like he's the guy. What are you hearing?
6: Yeah, I'm hearing the exact same thing, Eric. He's definitely in in the running, and he may have already been uh, chosen to come onto this bench, but that won't formally get announced until, of course, Willie Greentire gets announced, and Willie gets some input here as well because I'm not certain if he has had an opportunity to do that. But you're right, Sam Mitchell is the perfect mold for what we're talking about because the Pelicans were obviously going to go with – a. First-time head coach, so you wanted some plenty of experience, probably somebody that differed in, in personality a little bit, right? So I like that mix there as well. But yeah, Sam Mitchell, he played in the league for a while. Um, he was in the NBA with the, both the Timberwolves and the Pacers, and then of course he was he's been as a coach, right? An assistant, numerous stops. But he's a head coach with the Toronto Raptors, and I'll tell you what, I like his mentality because I feel like where Stan Van Gundy failed in terms of you know being kind of disciplinary and kind of that old-school mentality and wanting to teach the kids, I think Sam Mitchell may succeed because he's cut from that cloth. All you have to do is listen to Kevin Garnett talking about his old buddy Sam Mitchell, who he termed or coined, I should say, as really kind of the enforcer on those teams, which is hard to believe considering we know Kevin Garnett what he was in his career. But, yeah, Sam Mitchell knows the game so well, I, you know, you just have to watch NBA TV. He's been there, I think, for the last couple oh. of years, and he really knows the game. And like you mentioned, I think the biggest and best point is he's familiar with Zahn, and he saw the potential of Zahn being kind of the leading uh, ball handler decision maker. So the fact that all that is
0: sitting in his corner,
6: I think he's just the perfect candidate for, like we said, somebody that's going to be a first-time head coach who should be Willie Green
0: concerned that uh, it seems that david griffin is leaning on nba tv alumni
6: no I, I honestly think there's a lot of great minds there i don't know i listen <laughs> to them all the time i listen to the no, NBA so radio and it, it, it's hard to find you know a better source to be honest with you and and eric i feel like you can easily make your judgments on these people because they're very transparent they have to give their analysis. And I'll tell you what, I have liked what Sam Mitchell has said. I used to kind of like the way David Griffin was, you know, talking about teams and such when he was on the uh, TV channel. Swing Cash, I think she's been fantastic. So I I don't think there's a problem at all in going to the networks to get some people from there to bring to your group here in New Orleans.
0: All right, the the, the other word is that uh, Fred Vincent, Teresa Witherspoon will move up the bench, which, again, makes sense uh, based on trying to keep those two two, uh, coaches happy but also giving them an opportunity to be able to, again, move up the bench so uh, maybe they get an opportunity elsewhere or depending on what happens here, maybe, again, they move up even even further. But uh, that's also, again, the rumor out there. Are, Are you hearing the same thing?
6: Right, absolutely. I think, and I think we talked about this on the show, Fred Vinson has been in New Orleans for a while, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind continuing on moving up that ladder, whether it's here in New Orleans or somewhere else. So I think the Pelicans did him right by at least just extending an interview. I don't know how serious they were about making him a candidate, but that's usually the first step that's required with a name that isn't well known in the league. right? You've got to get your guy that you support in turn for all the service he's given your organization give him a pat on the back by getting him into that process. So I feel like the Pelicans did well there. Fred's definitely deserving. He's coached a summer league team. He's obviously been in New Orleans and kept his job here because he is highly effective. As we know, just look at the shot that Lonzo ball improved upon when he arrived from LA same thing with Brandon Ingram really. And as for Teresa Witherspoon. Yeah. I think she's going to go up the ladder quickly. You know, I'm still not writing her off as potentially being a head coach, not only in the league, but maybe here in new Orleans someday. I know mm-hmm. they like her that much, and I'll tell you what Willie Green, who like I said we expect to be the head coach, is kind, right. was, went on kind of a similar path. I feel like that Teresa's on. His first two years in the league, he was a developmental coach with the Golden State Warriors. Teresa yes. did the same thing here with the Pelicans in her first two years. So I feel like with her getting an advancement now, she's moving up quickly in the ranks, kind of along the same lines as Willie Green. So. Fantastic minds. You, you keep Vincent, you keep Teresa Witherspoon because they were highly successful. And, and when you're adding Willie Green and maybe somebody like Sam Mitchell, you've already got a head start, I think, on a really good coaching staff.
0: Well, and look, if you look just across the building, right, the tradition with the New Orleans Saints, whether it's in the front office or whether, it's again, with that coaching staff, uh, since Loomis and, and Peyton have been here, they elevate from within. If you come in, mm-hmm. even as, again, uh, maybe a, a, you know a, a, an entry-level position, you have a chance to be able to move up in the organization. And I'm sure they like to see the same thing on, on the basketball side as well.
6: Yeah, and Eric, I mean, that's how it works in everyday life for anybody on almost any job. You want to have the opportunity to advance. Uh, therefore, that's going to allow you to bring in qualified Highly deserving candidates, really bright minds, and get them to stick around. Um, And that's what's necessary in this league. So I'm not surprised by it all if you want to call it a copycat of the Saints system. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a model that works. So I'm glad to see that it's happening.
0: Yep, no doubt. All right, let's talk uh, Rich Paul, Clutch Sports, Lonzo Ball. Well, you know, that is a dirty word around here when you talk clutch sports and Rich Paul. <laughs> uh, and, of course, he started, uh, you know, talking about uh, when they was asked about Ball coming back to New Orleans, they're looking at the landscape of the NBA. All right, how realistic is it to believe that Rich Paul, clutch sports, and, and the Pelicans come to an agreement? And how realistic is it to believe that Lonzo Ball will be in a Pelicans uniform next season?
6: Um, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly close to a 50-50 mark. I, I think there's a reasonably good chance that they okay. will resign him, and part of the reason will be because the market really isn't out there for Lonzo to end up somewhere else. I think it's going to require a sign and trade,
2: yes. so he's going to really
6: have to want to go to another team that's probably going to offer him substantially more. And I'm just not certain I see that. You know, from hearing some of the numbers uh, being tossed around, as well as not even seeing the New York Knicks mentioning these latest rumors, but rather two teams that would have to sign and trade for him. Makes me think that that market, like I said, is not there. So there's a reasonable chance that the Pelicans, you know, he won't be out too far out their price range. And if they can't find a suitable replacement, remember, you, you're only moving off Alonzo of you're the Pelicans because there's an adequate replacement that's ready now. Nikhil we like, Kyra we hope will turn into something, but they're not ready yet. So if they can't bring in, say, somebody that's better than Lonzo Ball, then I think they're going to really want to keep him, um, and they'll be able to it all come down to, like I said, the offers. All it takes is one team, Eric, and and we've discussed this a million times, throwing that big offer sheet that does have cap space or say he really wants to leave for a particular team because we know Rich Paul, he'll get his client there. That'll also work that way. But I don't think it's working out like that. So I'm more confident, for instance, Lonzo's going to return here than, say, Josh Hart was signing with his team.
0: Give us a ballpark on what you think that salary will be.
6: I think that the Pelicans wanna pay him no more than eighteen million a year. They would prefer to stay closer to sixteen. I think the range mm-hmm. is gonna fall between eighteen and twenty. So, you know, you're looking at four years probably topping out around eighty million, Mm-hmm. Eighty to eighty six something like that. And, and Josh Hart? Well, I think if you're the Pelicans, you don't wanna even probably pay him something that's full M L E, right? Um, great player, great heart, uh, off the bench, right? He he does all the dirty work, but he's replaceable. And I feel like he's been in the league now long enough to where he hasn't really shown uh, improvement in his game. I I think, if I'm not mistaken, he shot the three ball the best in his rookie season. And it seems like injuries crop up every year, so he hasn't really added to his game. And so with Najee Marshall there uh, already waiting in the wings to kind of pick up uh, the slack in in that same role, Josh Hart, I don't think the Pelicans would probably want to pay him more than, say, $8 million a year. Maybe even less than that. Maybe they don't want to get him at all because they've got that money allotted for somewhere else. But I think some other team will pay him full MLE type of money. And I know he's seeking anywhere from 12 to 14 million mm-hmm. per year, which I don't think he's going to get. But that, that's the rumors out there.
0: Got a few minutes left. Let's talk NBA Finals. I thought this thing changed on when when Milwaukee made the adjustment to move Drew Holiday on Chris Paul, and it's not allowing him to orchestrate. He's not getting into the lane with the mid range as easy. Uh, yeah, Booker's getting his his points, but. You know, Paul's not being uh, you know the facilitator that that we've seen, and you can see, you know, by the time he gets to the fourth quarter, he is dog tired. From from uh, Drew, a group just stuck to him like glue. Uh, I think it's been a real big, big uh, reason why we've seen this shift uh, as they go back to Milwaukee. When you watch these last two games, what's the difference on why the Milwaukee Bucks have won?
6: Well, for one, Giannis, Giannis is Giannis. He's playing like a top, you know, three player in the yes. league as to where. Eric, if you think back, what a month ago or so, and in the Brooklyn Nets series, a lot of people weren't even including Giannis in their top ten lists, and I was pretty much right there with them. Um, he just wasn't giving you what I felt like was the, you know, the superstar uh, kind of play on both sides of the ball. Well, he is now, and of course, he highlighted it with that amazing block of DeAndre Ayton uh, in the closing minutes of last night's game. But outside of him, of course, you've got Chris Middleton, and even though Giannis, for how great and talented he is. He's still not the guy that can you can put the ball in his hands in closing minutes and trust uh, to get a bucket from really anywhere in the court. That's what Middleton provides, and that's what every, I think, good team, I should say great team, needs to have. And so they're such a lethal one-two combo. And therefore, it takes a little pressure off of Drew. And I think even though Drew had a terrible, terrible offensive game, but well, we knew that that's not his game. Consistency, scoring the ball 20-plus points is not his game. He's more of a, I feel like a, super-sized Andre Iguodala, where he not only provides the defense, but he also handles the point guard duties, right? I think with Drew handling all those duties uh, in this series has given Chris and Giannis more opportunities to take some breaks and just concentrate on their defense, as well as find their spots on offense. And Drew's done a great job facilitating, right? A lot of assists, very low turnovers. That's where yes. Chris Paul, he's, he's forced Chris in a bunch of turnovers, not even real recognize. Uh, CP3 mm-hmm. in last night's game. He played that poorly, and I think a lot nice. of it has to do with Drew, picking him up full court, really tiring him out.
0: Also, they, 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 last thing again, look, uh, 17 turnovers for, for, for the uh, Suns. CP3 had five. Uh, the offensive boards, I mean, look – they, they, Milwaukee dominated the offensive boards, and it wasn't just – I mean, it, it was a team effort. You had guards and forwards in there getting, again, three and four uh, – you know, getting three um, offensive rebounds. So Cotton got three rebounds. Tucker uh, also drew got three, three offensive rebounds. Giannis had five. So, again, they're hitting the offensive boards as well.
7: When you
6: give yourself that many more possessions in a game, uh, shot attempts at the rim, and that's exactly what the Bucks did because of those numbers you mentioned. I think they had, what, roughly 20 more shots. Chances are you're going to win the game. So in yeah. regards to how well Phoenix shoots the ball, which they were outstanding, right, shot over 50% from the field, and, boy, Devin Booker was cooking through those first three quarters. So I felt pretty confident they were going to win the game. But, of mm-hmm. course, it changed when he got sent to the bench with a foul trouble, and he wasn't able to get his rhythm after that. But yeah, Eric, it's the small things in, in, in the games that you need to do well um, because you're not going to shoot good every time out, and coaches harp on that all the time. Two things you can do, of course, is by creating turnovers and, of course, taking care of the ball and, as you mentioned, hitting the glass. Phoenix, mm-hmm. or excuse me, the Milwaukee Bucks have the obvious size difference, so it's good to see a team actually taking advantage of a strength mm-hmm. of theirs. That's what we've yes. seen even here in New Orleans when teams don't do that, and, and you know, it costs you in the win-loss column.
0: What type of adjustments does Monty have to make going back to, uh, to Phoenix?
6: I don't think he's honestly going to have to make that many. You know, playing in front of that home crowd is going to give, uh, energize, I should say, his entire unit. And without a doubt, Chris Paul just got his bad game out of the way. Can't foresee him having another one. Because honestly, I put him almost on the equal footing uh, as Booker, Giannis, and Chris Milton. There's four real stars here that you can pretty much count on each game. And Chris Paul, the last time he looked this bad was, of course, when he was coming off uh, that Lakers series where, you know, that shoulder injury really affected him. So that's not going to happen. So Monty's got the privilege, honestly, of having a guy like CP3 at the helm. And, you know, he's probably watched nothing but film since that loss. And he's going to get himself motivated for that game. As long as Booker's making some shots and in front of that home crowd, you've got to think Bridges or Crowder are going to explode for 20-some points. DeAndre Ayton's going to do his thing again. I think they're going to be fine. I don't think there's too many adjustments other than, of course, you can't allow you know Milwaukee to eat you up on a glass like that. Yep. You can't have such a turnover differential. But those are solvable for a team that's got, like I said, CP3, Monty. They'll figure that out.
0: Folks, if you love NBA basketball, if you love the Pelicans, you got to check out the Bird rights at Ali Gassell on Twitter. Ali, always a pleasure to have you on the program. We'll check in with you next week.
6: Absolutely. Take care, Eric.
0: Thank you. That's Ali Gassell. I'm Eric Asher. We'll be right back. restaurant. So good. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahoussi of the TikTok Tock Cafe. Hey, Eric.
8: 17 years later, we're still open 24-7.
0: Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open.
8: Come on, man. 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real
0: service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours too. Uh, the TikTok Tock Cafe, where the gluten is always free. Intersection of I-10 and Causeway. Also known as the intersection of or dave me at insagency.com. Grill. Hi, this is Jack Rizzuto, inviting you to our all-new delicious pizzeria in Gretna on the West Bank. At Rizzuto's Pizzeria, you'll enjoy incredible Neapolitan-style pizza and delicious family recipes that have been in our family for years, like our delicious meatballs. Our restaurant offers both dine-in and takeout and features a family-friendly atmosphere. Plus, you'll love our specials, like our Wine Wednesday and Steaks on Thursday. For the best pizza on the West Bank, it's Rizzuto's Pizzeria, 2020 Bell Chase, Chase Highway in Gretna.
3: This is the sound of a blizzard treat at DQ. But it also sounds like a weekend bike ride, a post-game celebration, and a sunset on the dock. Wow, doesn't a blizzard treat sound good? Stop by DQ and grab one today to find out for yourself with just one bite, with flavors like Oreo, cookie dough, and more. DQ. Happy tastes
1: good. Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches, weakness, or discomfort in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one selling nerve care company. Nervive contains alpha-lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort, and B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live your life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com.
0: Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt air conditioning and heating. Folks, it's pretty easy. AC brakes remember acpromise.com 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 doesn't matter what type of brand you have at your home or business they got you covered man 15 trucks in the field nate certified technicians doing all the work that's necessary peace of mind of knowing that burkhardt's gonna take care of your ac system get you up and running ac breaks down don't sweat it call burkhardt acpromise.com that's acpromise.com today's program is brought to you by the oceana Family restaurants oceana grill uh bobby bears cajun Canada restaurant old new orleans cookery uh, Mambo's and, of course, the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. All are serving lunch and dinner. Uh, and, of course, Oceana serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get out there and enjoy a meal at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. I'm here with my good friend Mike DeLaHusie of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you you have, like, the... Perfect face for radio. No, Mike, did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud, no, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man, you know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street.
1: Our man, Eric Asher. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans,
0: 106.1 FM Nash icon, bringing you home each and every weekday afternoon. That's Monday through Friday, 4 to 6. Uh, you can take us anywhere with the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, Nash FM uh, 106.1 uh, and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. And don't forget the podcast, normally posted about about 20 to 25 minutes after the program ends. Uh, Anchor is our home base on all the major podcasting platforms. You go back and check out previous episodes of both the Anchor and the iHeartRadio app as well. Uh, This week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, this afternoon we had uh, Ken Trahan Uh, of all access, Crestedysports.com, the three tailgaters, Uh, also uh, the original uh, prep football show right here on 106.1 FM. Did a great job. Uh, If you missed our show this afternoon, we have a rebroadcast tonight at 6 on LAE, 10 o'clock on the Deuce, WLAE TV 2. Tomorrow night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock LAE, Saturday at 2 a.m. on the Deuce, 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. I'll have the show posted on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook. Uh, at some point this evening, so for those of you that are in the viewing area of WLAE-TV, you'll be able to catch the program there. Uh, but remember, always on the WLAE-TV YouTube page and always at ericasher.com as well. I want to thank Alec and for joining us in the first hour. Brian Lazar is up in just a couple seconds. Uh, today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Old New Orleans Cookery, and of course, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and Mambos. That's right, Mambos, 411 Bourbon Street. I'm I'm telling you, folks, I'm promising you, folks, three floors of the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street, bar none. You won't walk into a more beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Uh, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. Again, the cocktails, absolutely terrific. Uh, you won't find a better set of mixologists than you will at the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, you can dine in their courtyard. Each and every floor has a their own private bar, but also a place to be able to belly up to the bar to enjoy a meal or drink, but also uh, uh, seating for the restaurant. You can also um, uh, dine in their courtyard. Again, much like uh, Oceana, much like uh, uh, Old New Orleans Cookery. I mean, just beautiful during the day, but spectacular at night. Uh, They have a Bourbon Street balcony for you to dine on to have cocktails. But uh, come experience, again, the only, and I'm telling you, the one and only rooftop bar on Bourbon Street. Uh, it is absolutely fantastic. I'm telling you, even if you just got to go, you're on Bourbon Street, you got to stop in. Because you've never seen the sight lines of the city from, from Bourbon Street like you will on, on, on Mambos. Uh, perfect night out. Okay, if you want a romantic getaway, they got you covered. Just you and the friends getting together, kind of kicking it, that's fine. They got you covered there, too. Uh, It's date night. They got you there. Also, family-friendly. So, again... Uh, you, want, you want your next event, they can handle that for you as well. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Find out more at MamboNola.com. And, of course, when you finish up at uh, Mambo's right next door, you want some more entertainment, the Hideout Bar. First of all, great food, great drinks. It's a French Quarter uh, courtyard setting, live music. Uh, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful, right next door. So, again, make it a night. Mambo's and, uh, and also uh, the Hideout Bar. Making your next memory on Bourbon Street at Mambo's and the Hideout Bar. All right, let's, uh, let's head to the guest line uh from TigerBait.com, uh senior writer brian lazar joins us on the program brian how are you
8: hey, Eric. how you doing this afternoon
0: Doing great, Brian. Always good to have you. And i tell you what, man, shaping up really good for this Tiger baseball team. I know a lot of people were anxious and wondering about what was going to happen once Maneri was going to retire, Uh, all the big names that were being thrown out there. But i tell you what, it looks at least right now on paper, and based on what's happened over the last couple of weeks, Jay Johnson looks like a pretty good hire. Uh, You're a lot closer to it than most. Tell us what your impressions are, and then we'll talk a little bit about his staff and then some of the things that have happened around this team over the last few days.
8: Well, look, he's gone out and, you know, first of all, uh, you know, he's hired a couple of assistants. Uh, the, his pitching coach hired was very important. He was bringing in Jason Kelly, who had been at Arizona State for a few years prior to that. He'd been at Washington. Uh, you know, was, was, a recruiter, was a recruiter of the year one year, our assistant coach of the year one year. And, uh, look, Johnson is not, a, is not a pitching guy, so the pitching coach is very important because he's going to be in total charge of that part of the team, and, uh, in LSU's pitching is a little bit questionable right now, so, uh, but he went on, he got Kelly, uh, he hired the assistant coach, the recruiter, from Dallas Baptist, and, uh... You know, he just picked up his volunteer assisting yesterday, he was been with him in Arizona. So he's got his staff complete. He's brought in uh, a few transfers, four transfers. Now, obviously, the biggest one is Jacob Berry, who was a freshman, All-American last year at Arizona. As a D.H., he played very little, played just a handful of games in the field. He was the he made All America at the DH last season. And he's a very good hitter. He's playing on Team USA right now. Uh I think he Team USA is just playing inter squad games this year, uh, because of uh COVID. And uh I wanna say he's hit four home runs in like ten games. Uh he's playing third base for the uh, in, those inter squad games for team USA but he's obviously the big pickup uh and they picked up Tyler McManus uh who was a number two catcher and DH at Sanford last year batted over 300 at Sanford with double figures at home runs Now I want to say around 40 45 RBIs and uh then he picked up two pitchers one from the University of San Francisco and one Trent Safer from Southeastern so he's picked up some players uh the draft didn't hurt them too badly. Uh, they lost the two pitchers from the current roster, Jaden Hill and Lance Barso as expected, but they're not going to lose anybody else. You know, they may lose A.J. Laban, but I should say that because, uh, uh, he wasn't drafted, but he's consider- seriously considering just signing anyway as a undrafted free agent, uh, Lost four signees, but none of the four really was that much of a surprise. So, uh, he can now, uh, Jay Johnson can now start looking at his roster. Uh, he can put a good lineup on the field. You know, there's no doubt about that. He can, uh, you know, talk top hitters. You have the, the four top hitters from last year who are back, uh, Dylan Cruz, Trey Morgan, uh, Gavin Dugas, and Kate Doty. And then on top of that, you throw in Barry from Arizona. So that's five pretty good hitters. So the everyday lineup should be able to score some runs. Uh, they still have to get the defense shored up and a little see how they're going to do in the infield. And, of course, what, pitching is still a big question mark. Getting Devin Potno to come back as a plus, getting Mikhail here to come back as a plus, But, uh, you know, it sounds like Fontenot is going to move into the starting rotation or they're going to give him a shot to start. But still LSU on paper, they don't have that proven number one or number two guy, which you need uh, to compete in the SEC.
0: Brian Lazar, senior uh, senior writer for uh, com, is our guest. Uh, Brian, you mentioned they lost two uh, pitching signees, two catching signees. Uh, They bring in a transfer from San Francisco, a transfer from Southeastern. Uh, It looks like, again, the lineup, everyday lineup, is going to be uh, chock full of some really good hitters. If there is a weakness right now that has to be shored up, it it is in the pitching staff. How do you anticipate he will do that?
8: Well, I I think this. it certainly sounds like that he convinced Devin Fontenot to come back by telling him he's going to get a a chance to start, which he's never – That's never happened during his LSU career. He's been in the bullpen all the time. And this past year, he was a closer. So he's going to get a shot to start. So I think you can pencil him in as one of your guys at the weekend rotation if he proves that he can do the job. Uh, I think Mikhail Hilliard is somebody uh, that you may say, well, we saw him at the end of the year doing a pretty decent job as a starter so maybe he can be in the weekend rotation. I really think that they need one of those freshman pitchers from last year, whether it's Ty Floyd, whether it's David Coleman, Gary Edwards, Will Helmers. That's four freshmen who threw a lot last year. They need one of those guys to really step up so that they can be in the starting rotation. And, look, both Floyd and Coleman are the two guys who have the most talent. It would be great if one of those two guys would make a big jump and you could see them as being a number one or a number two. So I think in a best-case scenario, that's, you know, you want to see a Ty Floyd or you want to see a Javen Coleman really make big strides to where they can be weekend starters and – along with Devin Fontenot, and then you'd have Mikael Haringin as the guy you can swing between the bullpen and start. So then, you know, okay, you got the formings of a pretty good rotation. But like I said, that's all dependent on guys like Ty Floyd and Jaden Coleman making big jumps in a year's period, and we've got to wait and see if that will happen.
0: Jason Kelly's the pitching coach. Uh, Dan Fitzgerald's the, uh, hit, um, uh, the recruiting coordinator. He brings in Mark Wanaka, who's going to be a volunteer assistant from from Arizona State, who was also a hitting coach. Um, what else is he looking for, if anything, in terms of in terms of the staff? Um, uh, again, is that staff filled out completely? Will there be some other coaches that might be involved here? Uh, and then we again, uh, we know that uh, again, the uh, going to be a volunteer assistant. Uh, are they missing anything? Well, you can
8: only have you can have two full time assistants and a right. volunteer coach. The volunteer coach can't do any re- recruiting. Uh, so that that's all filled out. Now that you need a, a director of baseball operations, the mm-hmm. uh, job that uh, Matt Fury held uh, for the last few years. So um, he, he was still someone in that position. But all you can have is three assistants who can work on the field, and mm-hmm. those three spots are filled.
0: Do Do you like what they brought in so far?
8: Well, she's talking about from the, the, the coaching stand. Yes. She said, uh, well, it's Gerald. good track record as a recruiter at Dallas Baptist. Dallas Baptist has been a very solid program for, you know, more than five years now. Uh, so he's going to get to recruit now. A lot easier to sell LSU than it is Dallas Baptist. And, uh, you know, so I'd say he looks pretty good. And Kelly, look, Arizona's pitching staff was not very good this year. Uh, His last year at Washington, he had a very good pitching staff. So his pitching staff numbers in his time, some years good, some years not so good. So I think we just have to – that's a wait-and-see situation. So the whole whole pitching staff – Pitching coach down through the, mm-hmm. the members of the rotation, the members of the bullpen, a lot of question
0: marks. Uh, is this a Omaha-type team as we stand here today? Because I've heard a lot of people saying this team is stacked and ready to go to Omaha.
8: Look, uh, I think I, I've said this before. You've got the pitch to be good in the SEC. Is LSU going to have a good lineup this year? Yes, LSU's going to have a good lineup this year. Uh, What about their pitching? We don't know. And I don't like to go into the SEC uh, without having, you know, some proven pitching. Now, people are going to say, well, look, they were two wins away from going to Omaha this year. That's true. But how do you best get to Omaha? You best get to Omaha by being a national seed and hosting. The only time LSU has been to Omaha since they've gone to the super regional format is when they've been able to host the super regional. They haven't won a super regional on the road. So that means in order to host a super regional, you have to be a national seed. And in order to be a national seed, you have to be one of the top three, maybe four teams in the SEC. And to be one of the top three or four teams in the SEC, you've got to have good pitching. So don't say, well, LSU was just two wins away from Omaha this year. Well, they were really, yeah, they were two wins away, but they're really more than two wins away because they needed more wins during the regular season so they could be uh, a national seed and stay at home.
0: Brian, if you don't mind, I'd like to shift gears for just a moment before we let you go. Next week is SEC Media Day. Uh, a lot of people are, uh, think this Tiger football team is going to turn it around and uh, we'll have a great season. Uh, when you look at this team on paper, what do you see?
8: Uh, a team before they hit the practice field, I would say they look like about a 9-3 and three team. Uh, I've talked to some people close to the program who have said this team could be 10-2. This team could be 7-5. And, and I think that's pretty fair because you know, you don't know how the offensive line is going to be. Having lost Harry Rosenthal, they now basically have no depth. So if they get a couple of injuries, what's that going to look like? Uh, the receivers are going to be fine. The running backs, I know there's a lot of Positive words coming out about Terrian Davis-Price, that he looks much better than he did last year physically. Uh, the quarterback situation, <clears throat> you know, you got two guys that are pretty good. Now, will one of those two guys really step up and play at an all-SEC caliber? I don't know. And for them to, I'll say this, if is going to win 10 games next year, whichever one of those two guys ends up winning the job, He's going to have to play all SEC caliber. That doesn't mean first team. That means he may be good enough to be the, the second team all SEC quarterback. But they, for LSU to win ten games, that's what that quarterback's going to have to be. I think defensively, though, they'll be much better than they were last year. Uh, I I'll think I I'll think that they'll show a lot of improvement They'll be okay. But Eric, just look at LSU in the past when LSU's received okay, mediocre quarterbacks. Play, what did they go? Eight and four, nine and three in mm-hmm. the back. Well, that's what's going to happen. If the quarterback play, whether it's Max Johnson or Miles Brennan, they get, okay, decent, a little bit above average quarterback play. That's probably what they'll finish. Eight and four, nine and three. So they, they need one of those two quarterbacks to step, step up and really do well. I'm a little bit concerned about the offensive line. Uh, and of course, you know the defense has
0: to come through uh, and be much better than it last year. You know, you you, you guys at Tiger Beta are one of the premier sites when it comes to recruiting. There's no doubt about it. And, and I've asked this question to Mike as well, and I'll ask it to you. Um, I, I hear the name Cameron Wire. I hear Charles Turner. I hear Xavier Hill, Marlon Martinez, uh, Thomas Perry, uh, you, uh, Jason Hines, Anthony Bradford, Carl Thomas, uh, even Marcus Dumerville. All these guys, when they were being recruited by LSU, we were being told these are the cream of the crop. These are top linemen, five-star, four-star guys coming in. But yet, uh, none. Of, a lot of those guys have never even had a chance to be able to break into the starting lineup, uh, much less even get some some real realistic playing time. Now you've made a shift in terms of, of the coach at that position. Uh, were those guys just overrated coming out of high school?
8: Uh couple. Some of those guys weren't four stars, or four or five stars, and you know, uh, you can look, look, has Cardell Thomas been a disappointment? Absolutely. And, and, you know, this is going to be his third year in the program, and he's, you know, I don't even know if he's in the two D right now. So, and, yeah, he's a disappointment. But these other guys, Eric, look, uh, high school football. It's very difficult to judge yep. offensive line. Say, say you have a very good off, Say you have a very good offensive line, okay? And uh, we'll, we'll take somebody. Say we have a very good offensive lineman who plays for Rumble in the Catholic League. How many guys over the course of a season is he going to have to block on the defensive line? who's an SEC-caliber lineman. may not point. be any. Right. They'll be one at the most. At the most, they'll probably be one. So how do we know how good these guys are going, uh, these offensive defensive linemen do? Go, so mm-hmm. How good are, how do we know they're going to be? Well, they're not going against the type of that they're going to face in golf. So you sure. don't know. So, therefore, if a guy gets rated a four-star he may be, you know, everybody gets these great, you know, uh, highlight tapes. If I were somebody, if I were a college, I, I would say I don't want a highlight tape. I want to see the tape of this guy against this player on this team. Mm-hmm. I only want to see him against good teams because the good teams probably, one, have, they have good players, and two, are going to be well-coached. I don't want to see him going against a guy who's 70 pounds lighter than he is, and I okay. don't want to say, well, let me look and see how he moves his feet. I don't care how he moves his feet. He may move his, move his feet great. Right. I want to know if he's going against a guy that he's going to be seeing in the SEC, and that doesn't happen. So I don't want to highlight things. I want to see him just against good teams and good players.
0: I guess you could say happen. again, even when you and get I'm into more what, rural. I'm sorry, I didn't. mean to cut you off. Go ahead.
8: And that do, that doesn't happen. I'm telling you, that does not happen. They should have assistant coaches that want mm-hmm. to sell their players. They want to say they can sign guys. So if they see a, a guy and they're saying you're know, calling some guy who's 80 pounds lighter, they're going to say, "Well, look how quick he's being." His feet are. Right. I don't care about how quick his feet mm-hmm. are because that's not the type of guy he's going against. Sure. The hardest thing in any sport, football, basketball, baseball, mm-hmm. talent evaluation, finding the best players and finding where they need to be. Anybody wants to know why Nick Saban's so good, he's good because he's a great talent evaluator and knows where to put the players. And that's more important than anything else.
0: No doubt about it. As I was saying, it might even be tougher when you get into the rural schools who, again, uh, where well you might see that disparity between guys with size and, and, and uh, whether it be height or weight, et cetera. So, uh, again, I think point well taken when you talk about the uh, the, the interior of the on, especially the offensive line, no doubt about it. It has been a head-scratcher, though. I've uh, got to tell you right now, I've asked Mike this, I've asked you, I've asked the other guys that, again, that cover recruiting, and it's a head-scratcher because one thing we thought was these guys are coming in, they're going to be a, a great offensive line, and we just haven't seen it thus far. Brian, tell the folks about Tiger Bait, how they can uh, subscribe, and then what you've got coming up for us soon.
8: www.tigerbait.com. Go to the site right now. Uh, it's how you can subscribe right there on the site. Uh, look, we're getting SEC media days next week. There will be a lot of stuff on the site. And then, look, we'll probably have uh, all practice, preseason practice, starting around the 1st of August, which is a couple weeks away.
0: No doubt about it. Always a pleasure, Brian. thanks so much for joining us on the program. Look forward to talking to you soon.
8: Okay, Eric. Right, thank you. Talk to
0: you later. That's uh, Brian Lazar, TigerBait.com. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire, Hickory & Airline. and Look, a lot of folks are, are, are taking to the road right, right now. Uh, look, you've been locked up for a year. You're going out. You're getting vacation. Some people don't want to fly still. They'd rather jump in the car and, and head out for vacation. Let, let me give you a little, little uh, inside info. Bring your uh, vehicle over to Southern Tire. Let them give it the once-over, okay? Give it a, a, a thorough checkup. Uh, again, put it on that diagnostic equipment, make sure everything's rolling right, uh, check the tires, fluids, everything else. So, again, when you get on the road, you got that peace of mind and knowing, you know what, vehicle's going to roll. I'm not going to have any, any problems with the vehicle. Uh, and if you do have problems, remember, ASC-certified technicians, that diagnostic equipment, the latest diagnostic equipment available, same stuff you get at the dealership you got over at Southern Tire. And then, again, the selection of tires a is second to none, something for everyone's budget. Also, uh, again, wheels. Uh, uh, tires that, again, you can finance over time. If you've got rims that need repair, they can do that for you, too. When I tell you it's a one-stop shop, it is a one-stop shop for you. So, look, before you hit the road on vacation this summer, bring your vehicle over to Southern Tire. Hickory & Airline in Metairie, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3, uh, 504-737-1558 is the phone number. You go to southerntire.com, check out all the service they provide for their customers. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. You don't around that long unless you're taking care of your customers it's southern tire hickory and airline and metairie
1: if you want a little soul with your country then you're with us new orleans country from the classics to the songs that matter your country is on 1061 nash icon or anytime At NashFM1061.com. This
5: report is sponsored
1: by
0: Staples Stores. Staples Connect has great prices for everything on your back to school list. Now, Staples One Subject Notebooks are 25 cents each, and Crayola 24 count crayons, two pocket poly folders, and four ounce Elmer's glue are 50 cents each. Offer ANS 918 Notebooks in store only, limit 30. Prices may vary online.
2: Look out for an accident that's blocking two right lanes on 10 westbound at Bonnable that has delays heavy on 10 westbound from just past St. Bernard. To Bonneville, and also look out for delays that are solid on 10 eastbound from just past the 310 ramp to the airport. Look out for delays that are heavy on the 610 on the westbound side from Broad to the 10610 merge and on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge and 10 eastbound. Your delays are also solid from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. Be mindful of delays if you're traveling along the Crescent City connection eastbound, coming into the city from Terry Parkway to the O'Keeffe Howard Avenue exit. And also if you're traveling along the West Bank Expressway on the westbound side, delays are steady from just past Ames Boulevard, going to Avondale. I'm Ed Robinson.
4: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community.
0: great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bmvenuharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504- 305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue in Harrahan. Hi folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your A.C. ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new A.C., trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, and do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you.
5: Spectacular summer savings are happening right now at Diamonds Direct. Now through Sunday at 5 p.m., we've cut prices on a multi-million dollar selection. Earrings, bands, pendants, colored gemstones, wedding bands, engagement ring mounting. Save an extra 20% off Diamonds Direct's already unbeatable prices. We're breaking all the rules for this. Plus, all new collections have been flown in with every piece on sale. But hurry, this amazing once-a-year buying opportunity ends Sunday. Only at Diamonds Direct. On Severn Avenue across from Lakeside Mall.
0: Today's show brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, the uh, Hideout Bar, and this uh, half hour uh, brought to you by our friends at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Uh, voted number one restaurant in memory by TripAdvisor. There you go, right there. But, I mean, look, first of all, if you love a, a, a great restaurant where you can enjoy uh, sporting events, they got you covered. Over 30-plus TV screens for you throughout the restaurant. Uh, let me give you a little, little clue in. You'll never miss a play. Why? Even TVs in the bathrooms. I'm not kidding you, folks. TVs in the bathrooms. You won't miss a play. And then the menu. Again, second to none. Mouth Again, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. The cocktails, absolutely amazing. The beer selection, again, a large beer selection. That's something for everyone. And, of course, at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, if you're a member of Billy Buff like myself, you'll feel like you're in a museum. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. It's a perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Uh, if you want to find out more, you go to bobbybears.com. Remember, they're open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa, and, of course, available for your next event as well. Whether you're out for, again, uh, friends and family for a night out, uh, maybe, again, a romantic getaway, maybe, again, you're out there with just your friends and you want to check out all the ball games, man, a perfect way place to set up is Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Uh, Bobby Ebers, Cajun Canada Restaurant. So good. Yeah, you're right. Part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right. Thanks to uh, Brian Lazar of TigerBait.com for joining us in the program. We shift gears to the New Orleans Saints who set up uh, for camp uh, in about 10 days or so. Joining us in the program, one of the best we have from ESPN, Mike Trippett joins us on the show. Mike, how are you?
7: Hey, Eric. How are you doing?
0: Doing great, Mike. Thanks for the time, Mike. First question out the box today was the deadline for Marcus uh, Williams and the Saints to come to an agreement uh, to so he wouldn't have to play on the tag for uh, for the uh, rest of the season. Uh, they were talked that they were in negotiations. Do you have any information? Does it look like he's going to play on the tag this year?
7: Yeah, I mean at this point uh, that's the only option, uh, and uh, he's already uh, signed it, so I you know I don't expect any kind of a holdout or anything. Um, mm-hmm. My, my, you know, I thought there was a good chance they'd get something done. They obviously value him, which they proved by, um, you know, putting the franchise tag on him in the first place when they were in kind of dire straits financially. Uh, my guess, without knowing exactly why it didn't get done though, is that maybe he's betting on himself. Um, uh, you know, there's there's sort of a tier of safety salaries that the top six guys are all around fourteen to fifteen million. These are guys who've gone to Pro Bowls, All Pro. And, you know, he's right there on the cusp of that. But then the next tier is like $11 million guys. And I think, you know, he could, he just had his best season, in my opinion, and I think he could very easily get his first all-pro, second-team all-pro, Pro Bowl type of season this year and, and be ready to make, you know, even more money or have even stronger case that, that he's worth entering that upper tier of safeties after this season. So my my guess is this is a case where, Uh, The Saints only went so high, and he's betting on himself that uh, that he'll be worth even more next year. I I think we've certainly seen his arrow pointing up. $11.5
0: $11.5 million under the cap right now. Saints have some money to spend. Um, the Richard Sherman situation is a sad situation uh, that, we, again, we heard about yesterday. Uh, at this point, you've got to believe that maybe he's kind of off the Saints' radar based on, again, already knowing they're going to have some type of suspension for uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Look, 33 years old. I was a little hesitant, uh, to be honest with you, to see him come in here because he was injured last year. Uh, but, uh, nevertheless, what direction do you think they go to fill that cornerback spot?
7: There's a couple decent veterans left, and, and I definitely think they do that. I mean, Patrick Robinson, I think, is capable if he ends up being the guy. I think it would take Paulson and Dave a little bit of time to get there. But there's a couple veteran guys with starting
8: experience, and it
7: does not have to be a pro bowler in that position. I mean, frankly, I thought Eli Apple did pretty well in that position for a couple years, and I think you can get an Eli Apple caliber player in that role. And I think it should be a top priority for them. They can afford it. I would be very surprised if they don't bring in a veteran cornerback. And look, we know, uh, we know how much of a priority that's been for them this entire season. They they kicked the tires on some in free agency uh, and certainly more than kicked the tires on trying to get the best ones in the draft. Uh, it's a position they, they want to invest in.
0: With that said, Mike, a lot of people, myself included, are really kind of a little bit worried about the linebacker position because of the lack of experience. We don't know who these young players are and if they could come in and play the position next to DeMario Davis, and they don't have a lot of depth. But there's a lot of talk. Maybe Quan Alexander may be coming back. That has not happened as of that, as of yet. As you bre- break down this roster, is that a concern for you?
7: Yes and no. Um, it It's one of the biggest unknowns on the roster. It's it's not going to be a proven player at this point. Um, but I would almost be a little surprised if they bring in a veteran because they only play two linebackers at once on this team. That third linebacker sometimes plays five snaps a game. if that. The same linebacker almost is never used on this team. So you're talking about two linebacker spots, one of which will be manned by DeMario Davis. And then the top two candidates right now for the other one are Pete Werner, who they just used a second round pick on, and Zach Bond, who they used two third round picks on last year. If you bring in a veteran now, you're basically saying we don't think our second rounder this year or our third rounder last year can cut it, and and that would surprise me a little bit. I mean, I would think that that's a healthy competition between one of those between those two guys, and one of them should be able to win.
0: Are there any? Outside of the outside of the cornerback position, any position on the defensive side of the ball, which was kind of gutted when you talk about both starters yep. and, and backups uh that you're concerned about
7: yeah i I mean, I'm concerned about the depth overall throughout the entire defense. I mean look, each one of the guys that they let go, I understood why they let go. But, like you say, gutted. I mean, it's a total number of players. Trey Hendricks in a defensive end. He wasn't worth the money since gave him. I didn't expect the Saints to pay it. But that's 13-and-a-half sacks you just got from that position last year. Malcolm Brown, your starting nose tackle. Sheldon Rankins played as much as a starter as the swing tackle. Um, and you lost all those guys all at once. That's a lot, uh, not to mention Alex Angeloni and Juan Alexander, that's a lot of guys to lose from your front seven all at once. Sure. Even if you don't think any one guy is the guy that's going to um, be irreplaceable, it, it, you know, you, uh, um, you you wonder about the uh, the whole of the parts with all those guys. Um, and I would think if they did bring in a veteran at this point at any of those positions, I would think maybe defensive tackle. I think they're a little thin on proven talent there, even though David and sensation. sensational.
0: Look, the big battle is going to be at quarterback. Uh, Odds-on favorite in your mind, who wins the job? Uh,
7: you know, I would bet on Jameis Winston. I don't think he's going to be handed the job, but I think he's the you guy know, who who they'd most like to see win the job. Um, I think he has a higher ceiling. I think the potential is higher there. He's actually three years younger. If he wins the job, then, uh, you know, you can keep using Taysom Hill in that same role you've been using Taysom Hill in. and And, you know, I wouldn't have been shocked if they wanted Taysom Hill to be the guy. But I think if you decide that Taysom Hill is going to be your quarterback, you start making moves from February on to design your playbook around him, to design your personnel around him. You know, you don't just say you and Jameis are running the same offense in camp and we'll see who we like better. You you make it a Taysom offense. So uh, all signs point to Jameis, I think, right now. But Jameis is going to have to earn it because we know that they think very highly of Taysom Hill, and, and uh, you know, if Jameis isn't cutting it, they'll ha- they'll easily turn to Taysom Hill because they have a lot of confidence.
0: Mike, last question for you. Look, I, I like Marquez Callaway. I mean, I think he's got some upside. I think Deontay Harris is going to I was going to bring this healthy. up if,
7: if you didn't bring it up. When you, when you were asking what positions I think they need to add yeah. to a minute ago, you said on defense, but the receiver's a glaring one for me.
0: It really is. I like Deontay Harris, he's, but but again, he's he's been he's been often injured. Uh Traquan Smith, uh, look, he looks like he'd be serviceable. I think they need some uh, at least another veteran uh, when when it comes to the wide receiver position. Would you concur?
7: I completely agree. I, now, unlike cornerback, where we have seen them make a lot of uh, considerations towards signing a cornerback, um, we haven't seen that they've been aggressive in the receiver market. But I'm actually a little surprised that they haven't been um, because. I believe he'll have the best season of his career, especially the opportunity he's about to get. He feels like a number three receiver to me. Marquez Callaway, Deontay Harris, I like him. Juwan Johnson, maybe moving to tight end, I like them. Yep. I like the young depth. but that feels like four or five receivers to me. Uh, I, you know, Emmanuel Sanders was was kind of a perfect fit in my mind for what they need. Mm-hmm. They don't need a game breaker. But uh, like a veteran slot receiver, I'd be surprised if they're not interested in bringing one in. And actually, that is a position where there's a lot of guys still unsigned, like Danny Amendola, and um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the guys been in Jacksonville, Dede Westbrook. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. there's, uh, Golden Tate's still out there. I don't know if they'll, right. they'll aim that high, but I would not. I, I would think a, a veteran slot receiver, just just kind of a, a security blanket type of guy to go with those other guys who can make big plays on the outside. I'd, I'd be surprised if they're not interested in adding one.
0: Mike, always a pleasure. Certainly appreciate your time today. Uh, what do you have coming up for us on ESPN, and how can folks follow you on social media?
7: Yeah, I've got a couple of cool – it's a little quiet right now. Uh, just finished a vacation, and uh, uh, so uh, the the NFL pages are a little quiet, not surprisingly, but I'm working on a couple of cool all season projects that I should be rolling out some personality profiles and stuff like that. Uh, and obviously we're just a week or two away from wall to wall coverage of this team. Yep. And uh, one of the more interesting training camps, I think with, with so many unknowns and so many new faces and new
0: places. Yeah, I would agree. Thank you so much for your time today, Mike. We'll talk soon. Thanks Eric. At Mike Triplett on ESPN at Mike Triplett again uh, from ESPN uh, folks. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhart. look, generator you, you, if you got a business you need one if you own a home you have to have one uh it's just the way it is today Again, okay, nobody likes the extra expense but you got to keep the power on and again that's, that's not just for again the hurricanes tropical storms it's everyday storms now i mean literally you could be sitting in your house it could be daylight and all of a sudden the power is going out uh you got to make sure again the power stays on uh at burkhart they're your experts when it comes to generators uh, they, they know everything there is to know about generators. Uh, and, and, folks, let me tell you something right now. The service before and after the sale is impeccable. At Burkhart, they'll sit down with you. They do a consultation. They want to know what you're looking for, right, to power up your home when the electricity goes out. When, after you come to an agreement, they'll put you on the calendar. You get a single day install Not going to come in one day and they'll come back three days later, have to put the rest of the, uh, the generator together. Single day install. Uh, then, of course, financing is also available generation. generators. You can pay that over time. You don't have to pay everything up front. I mean, look, that helps for anybody. Also, a new install quality check up to one month. Burkhart does that for anything they install in your home or business. It's customer service. You make sure, again, that you feel comfortable to operate the, uh, the equipment. Uh, again, if there are any questions, whatever, they're there for you a month after to make sure, again, everything's rolling. If you have a generator at your home or your business... Man, you, got a, you need a go-to company, don't you, in case it breaks down on you? Uh, 24-7, 365 emergency service. Burkhardt's there for you. A warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need for a generator. Because, look, if we're in the middle of a storm, uh, even when the storms subsides, a lot of times the, the warehouses are going to open it up, right, the, the, the supply houses. Burkhardt's got you covered, all the, all the parts you need right there in their state-of-the-art the uh, compound in Mandeville. And then, folks, uh, if you've utilized your generator over 100 hours, you have to have it serviced by a professional Burkhardt can do that for you. When you think Burkhardt, think generator sales and service. They got you covered. acpromise.com, acpromise.com. At Old New Orleans. restaurant, so good.
5: It's here, now through Sunday. Diamonds Direct's spectacular summer store-wide sales. Save an extra 20% on virtually every ring, every pair of earrings, every bracelet, every band, and so much more. We're talking extreme values. Don't miss this once-a-year chance to get Diamonds Direct's best price minus an extra 20%. Top designers are here as well with all new collections, all on sale. You can't miss this incredible summer event. Best prices and extra savings store-wide. Going on now through Sunday at 5 p.m. Only at Diamonds Direct. On Severn Avenue across from Lake. Side mall.
3: We're planning a trip to Spain later
4: this year, but our Spanish uh, <laughs> is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> when you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases, and with Babbel's interactive, bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas?
3: ¿De dónde eres?
4: ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's
3: no easier way to learn another language.
4: Ahora hablamos español.
3: He just said, "Now we speak Spanish."
4: I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
0: Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Old New Orleans Cookery. Also, don't forget about uh, Mambos, as, as well as uh, uh, as, as well as Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and also the Hideout Bar. All, again, are open late, all open seven days a week. Uh, I'll get on out there and enjoy a great meal at one of the Oceana Family Restaurants. I want to thank Mike Triplett for joining us in the program. Uh, also, again, Brian Lazar. Uh, both this hour. Uh, look, I'm excited about the Saints. I know a lot of, there are a lot of people that are a little bit down on them. There, there are question marks. There is no doubt about that. You know, I've talked about it a lot on this program, about the vacuum that is, uh, that is in that locker room now without having a Drew Brees. Uh, one of the things Kenny Tran talked about today on, on the award winning inside New Orleans Sports. You know, he seems to believe there's a lot of leadership in that locker room, and it won't be as, maybe as, uh, uh, as, as bad as maybe some people like myself think it's going to be uh, in terms of, again, losing a guy like Brees. But there are some holes on this team. And uh, again, one of the things is again, the, the quality debt we've been accustomed to. Uh, this team has been built uh, and was built for a Super Bowl run. Unfortunately, again, COVID-19 really threw a monkey wrench into, into the Saints uh, salary cap situation, and then a lot a lot of good football players go. I, was, I, I say it today, still today, because I've said it all along. Loomis has a plan. Look, he mentioned that on a podcast about a week and a half ago. That look, that this really kind of caught them a little bit by surprise because they set up these contracts in advance to be able to make sure that, uh, again, they have the cap room available to continue to sign free agents, their draft choices, and, and to be able to continue to reward those that are on the team. Uh, this dramatic drop in the salary cap because of COVID-19 in a year where you're losing Drew Brees and you've got to pay the piper there for the dead money, it really was a double whammy for this team. and. And they're going to need a little bit of luck this year when it comes to keeping guys healthy on the field. They're also going to need, again, these draft picks now over the last few years that have maybe perhaps have had subordinate roles. they got to step up now. they got to step up, and they got to step into more prominent roles, and that's both on offense and defense because it's no joke when you say that this uh, defense has been gutted in terms, in terms of the um, – uh, of, of uh, the, the the quality depth that they had, and there are some question marks. You know, I think Troutman's going to come in and play very, very well. I like Vanette. I liked him at Denver, uh, so we'll see how it kind of plays out. But, look, Saints got a lot of work to do. We'll see how it works out in camp. All right, don't forget, folks, today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, uh, and don't forget also, if you need help with your AKC system, it's Burkhart, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Bobby Ebert's Cajun Cannon Restaurant voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. That's Mambo's, Cajun Creole Cuisine at its finest. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1, We know what you're missing in your kitchen, Oceana Group.
1: DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. This report brought to you by Macy's. It's Macy's one-day sale with big savings on great deals of the day, like the perfect summer sandals and swim looks for him and her, plus comfy bedding basics and more from Martha Stewart Collection, starting tomorrow at Macy's
5: spectacular summer savings are happening right now at diamonds direct now through sunday at 5 p.m we've cut prices on a multi-million dollar selection earrings bands pendants colored gemstones wedding bands engagement ring mounting save an extra 20 percent off diamonds direct's already unbeatable prices we're breaking all the rules for this plus all new collections have been flown in with every piece on sale but hurry this amazing once a year buying opportunity in sunday only at diamonds direct on saverne avenue across from lakeside mall
0: all right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank Ali Gasell, Brian Lazar, and, and Mike Tripp for joining us in the program. Rudy, back at studio, producing. Thank you so much for listening, whether you're listening over the airwaves uh, on either the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or, of course, if you're listening on, the, on one of our podcasting platforms, thank you for tuning into the program. Thanks to our fantastic sponsors, including the friends at Oceanic Grill, Bombo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, also uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant and uh, the Hideout Bar. And all of our sponsors. You can go to ericasher.com for the slideshow to sponsor our program. Uh, please, again, continue to support those great sponsors. Hey, coming up next, it's Ken Trahan on both radio and TV. Uh, Ken Trahan is uh, is going to be on with me on the award-winning inside of Sports sports. He's coming up next on the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. Stay tuned for that. Coming up next, my name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening.
8: From the dog catch to the governor, they all got to go.